Hello everybody, and welcome to The Bit Effect. Today, we are stuck in a death loop. And joining me in this death loop are my two fellow chrononauts, uh, my good friend Craig. Hello. And my good friend... Fellow chrononaut. <laughs> Damn it. What's a chrononaut? A, a time explorer would be my guess. Chrono time not explorer. Mm. Um, Retronauts was taken. Aquanauts was taken. Uh, Psychonauts is Psychonauts is taken. Yeah, we're, we're just kind of stuck with chrononauts. Um, uh, the other chrononaut in this squad that's always self-questioning our purpose on this mission is my good friend Luke. I don't know what to say. I don't know what a chrononaut is. I'm not sure I want to be one, but hello. As you can see, government-funded chrononaut mandatory training doesn't really pay <laughs> off. <laughs> Alright, after that rocky start, why don't we have Craig read the stats, and we will talk about this, potentially for some, game of the year. <gasps> Yay! Um, so yeah, Deathloop, which is great. Uh, released on 14th of September 2021, so fairly, fairly recent... Uh, release developed by Arcane Studios, who I love, published by Bethesda, who Microsoft bought, and thankfully this was not platform um, exclusive. Locked, yes, because that would have been hit. Like the the next game is that? Is it Red? Red? The ne the next game is is Xbox only. I believe it's so. Out later in the year, I believe lines are being drawn. The Vampire one. Yeah, that's a bit of a shame. Anyway, it was released on Windows and PlayStation Five. And that's it. It's a first-person shooter. All right, so time-based first-person shooter. Uh, just to state this up front, uh, do remember we do have a spoiler policy when we do these uh, big games in single episodes. We will try to let you know when we move outside of the realm of mechanics into the realm of story stuff. So keep a wary eye, ear open. Don't worry about your nose, though. That should be fine. All right. So, we all have done arcane games in the past. I uh, believe we did Prey, and we've all played Dishonored to some extent. Some of us correctly, some of us incorrectly. So, instead yes. of uh, talking about your history with arcane, I figured it'd be more fun to talk about your favorite arcane game from the past. Like, which one do you like the most When before you were going into Deathloop? Oh, no. Um, Dishonored Prey 2? Death of the Outsider, young blood. <laughs> All right, uh, Craig is a fan of Wolfenstein, young bloods. Uh, what about you, Luke? Uh, Dishonored is, yeah, I think the best game they've released. Oh, it's, uh, first one. Yeah, I think it, you, you know when you pick up a game and it's like, ah, oh, don't really know much about it, haven't heard much hype, and then it blows you away. That was Dishonored for me. I've just absolutely nailed it. How about you, Dave? Uh, Dynasty Warriors. Wait, oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably just due to uh, narrative, not gameplay mechanics, it's probably going to be Prey. Like, like the story in that I had a lot of fun with. I historically don't get on with arcane games because they involve the dreaded S-word quite heavily. Mm -hmm. I did... Skill. <laughs> well done. <Yeah>. Well done. <laughs> I, I don't get on with skill <laughs> games very often. Uh, I only play tablet roulette games for the most part. 
And uh, no, like like I, I don't do stealth very well, as I'm sure you're aware. Listening to this show, I did play Dishonored too to uh, yeah. get me in the mood for Deathloop. And boy, howdy, that was a waste of time because a lot of that stuff isn't in Deathloop, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it. So, Craig, uh, since you're a Deathloop boy, why don't you give us the story setup, and then we'll start talking about what makes Deathloop special mechanically. Yeah, sure. So, uh, story setup. Basically, you find yourself on an island, waking up on a beach, off to go and try and figure things out while you're there. You've got amnesia. You don't know what's going on. Someone's hunting you down and trying to shoot you. And you eventually learn that over the course of a day, you have a series of targets that you need to kill across the island to make sure that you stop this never-ending Groundhog Day loop. It's basically Groundhog Day with guns and on no an island. And no Bill Murray, sadly. And no Bill Murray, which is, yeah, it's about, imagine Colt was played by Bill Murray. Ooh, uh, I would prefer him to be the head visionary in his oh, little yeah, tower. That, that would have worked great. Do you know what, that act, That could actually work really well. I'm, I'm down for this. Yeah, um, that's great. Anyway, so that that's about it. It's set in the 60s, so it's got a very 60s aesthetic to it. There's lots of cool masks and awesome music and all that kind of thing. Uh, so, but yeah, so, so what? Well, like, I'm just wondering, like, so you get like steampunk and that's like obviously like an industrial age sort of game and then you get like these Fallout 50s, 60s, death loop. What is that called? Is it like hippie punk? I've heard it as spy punk. Of like 60s spy movies. Like that kind of thing. Like Matchless, Boston Nova stuff. That's all I've ever heard it thrown around. Well, if it's not coined already, we will now accept that as the the terminology for it, Dave. Spy punk. Um, are Are you guys a fan of that aesthetic? Like the aesthetic was the number one reason why I was like, okay, Craig, yeah, sure. Let's, let's do this. I, it depends on how it's done. Like, I don't like the Austin Powers cheesy, no one lives forever, <laughs> over the top orange. How dare you? I don't like that. I know. But I do like some of the kind of like the look of the tech, the music, certainly very good, you know, so very jazzy, smooth, lovely music. Um, and I do like the general look of this game, you know, architecturally and, and the artwork that's used and the posters and things like that and the, the UI. So I like that side. I do not like Austin Powers. All right, another reason you're going to hell, boy. These are just racking up, Craig. Maybe, maybe it's this. Maybe I don't like sixties UK aesthetic, but sixties US is um, more. Like, like I'm kind of the inverse of you a little bit here. I like the sixties uh, aesthetics. I like the graphical design, like the way the menus look, the way uh, characters are portrayed in those uh, animation slides that happen. I really like that stuff. I think the music here was off. Like, it was not very James Bond, Bossa Nova kind of music. For me, it was almost anachronistic to what was going on with that. So I wasn't a huge fan of the music, but uh, everything else hit really hard for me, like... If, if you can't picture it, picture those 1960s egg chairs that they used a lot on The Prisoner, and then just <laughs> mm-hmm. design a whole game with that look. Um, yeah. I, I think it's super cool. But uh, yeah, the music didn't hit very hard for me. I actually have a note in that, ah, you could have done better on the music. What about you, Luke? I think I, I think the music's great. Uh, maybe because it's like great bass lines, and that's, a, that's a, an appeal. Okay. Um, I, I quite like the, like, 
animated cutscenes as well. I thought they were quite 60s. Uh, a lot of orange, unfortunately, Craig, but yeah, I, I thought that was great. Um, I also think the, like, the characters, I think, are quite good. Like, they're obviously all batshit crazy for the, the time period they've left been. Um, for, <laughs> yeah, basically all the characters have been in the loop for a very long time, so they're a bit unhinged. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I think they did a really good job of nailing that that time period. Oh, uh, before I forget, Crazy Craig, me. as a colorblind yes. American, uh, did you run into any <laughs> trouble in this game? Uh, no, no, I don't. I don't think I did. I, I normally run into trouble with things like you know, if you spot someone and you're trying to see them through a wall because it highlights certain things and stuff. But I didn't. I didn't run into anything like that at all. There was nothing that made me go, "Oh no." Okay, good, good, good. Um. Before mechanics, I want to get all the aesthetic stuff out of the way. So can we, for a moment, uh, both uh, you and Luke mentioned the characters. Um, I think the guy who plays Colt deserves an Oscar for playing Colt. That just the moment that one line of, what the fuck's my name, came out. I, I, I was smiling like an idiot. Who? Who are you? Who, who am I? My name. My name. Son of a fuck. What the fuck's my name? Uh, Colt is an incredibly fun character to play as. Mm-hmm. And I think the visionaries were not as much fun to kill as Colt was to play as. Like, uh, even Juliana. I don't think she hit that same goofy note that Colt does. Did you guys run into uh, things like the visionaries not being interesting to you? Because I can't say most of them really piqued my interest. Um. There was a there was a couple of them. You know the ones where you have to arrange a hookup in the bunker. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's just a wee bit of a generic storyline. I liked the cloney one. Like I liked, I I think Colt was a character, and what I liked to the visionaries weren't wasn't the character. It was more the setup. Oh, when for you, them uh, for the club. yeah, yeah. So it it was it was more that kind of thing. I'd, I'd yeah, none of them stood out, and I did hate one of them as well, which really. Oh, who was um, it? I could, I can't remember any of their names, but it was the the one that was hosting the party in the big mansion place. Alexis. Yes, he was just a butthole. I quite like Frank Spicer, um, the like the musician that just has Johnny <laughs> got, Cash, like, so full of himself. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, so one of his songs is hilarious when you're in the <laughs> when you're when you're in his hotel. And it's basically just about getting getting head. Uh, yeah, it's good good laugh that guy. Okay, all right. Um, I, I take it nobody else noticed the head song. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I killed these guys with brutal efficiency. I did not care about any papers laying around their house. I didn't care about their stories. Like, all right, they got to go. They got to go. Um, and the the ways you take them out uh, are myriad and varied. Uh, which was our standard approach? Step Stealth. Jesus, H. McChristmas. I think one of the first trophies I got was taking out one of the visionaries without being spotted or killing anyone else on a map. Of course you did. Were you uh, proper ghost stealthing or were you killing stealth? Uh, I started off ghost stealthing, but very quickly. Like that ghost stealthing is a dishonor thing for me. But Mm -hmm. with this, because you've got guns, um, 
it actually like I hate dishonored combat. That's why ghost stealth makes sense. But for this, you've got guns. If you see three people talking, yeah, maybe you find a wee challenge of trying to headshot the three of them without raising any suspicion. Well, apart from them being, they're like, oh my god, I'm dead now. That's a bit suspicious. But trying to um, shoot stealth is kind of fun as well. The only there was one of the levels where I set a challenge. To get the guy, it was the Charlie Charlie Montague. I set a challenge to get him without being spotted, and that's where you have to go through all the levels of that yeah, ARPG that's, building. That's a hard one, eh? <laughs> and it's it's it was awesome. It was like awesomely awesome. Okay, Luke. I started off um, with the, the, the like the the slab uh, aether, is it? Where you where you can go invisible, and that was my playthrough. So I just kind of stealth and shift my way around, so teleport around until I got to like halfway through the game, and then it was just a case of gunning everything down. Because <laughs> um, you can do that. There's this game I think has the illusion that you can you have to play in a set way, but you don't. And once you figure that out, it's it, it either makes it really fun or really boring. Um, I I think this is the most successful arcane has gotten into a oh, play yeah. your own way because in dishonored yeah. yeah melee combat feels wonky uh the shooting doesn't feel great and even prey like it felt a little too fallouty as in bullets didn't have impact in prey yeah. mm-hmm. uh this this guns hit hard they they work well and dave gives it his thumbs up because i was going and pulling alarms myself sometimes just because like all right let's dance <laughs> Um, I, I sent the controller a, adds a lot to it. Eh? The, the, like the triggers, just oh yeah, yeah, add another layer. Oh, oh, I keep saying I don't know how many times I've said now, but see those PS5 triggers. They add. I played Metro <laughs> Exodus, the PS5 version, and it, the game's ten times better because the trigger clicks when you shoot. It's amazing. I the I've only run into. Have you guys run into a game where that detracts and you turn it off? Because I did finally run into something where I'm like, all oh. right, this is annoying me. Uh, and that's Far Cry 6. Um, it, it turns out when you have to shoot a man 42 times in the head, it gets really old pulling that trigger <laughs> 700 times per game session. So for me, like I, if I have to do it too much, uh, it, it does wear on me after a while. This, it didn't. This felt good. Um, uh, Luke, you mentioned slabs. Would you like to take a brief moment to explain slabs? Uh, yeah, so slabs are basically, um, so you can carry three of them and they, uh, Colt has this thing where he picks up his first one. Uh, Colt, Colt has a default one that nobody else has uh, where called Reprise and if he dies you basically get two more attempts to level. Uh, it resets every time zone so there's four time zones in a day um, and you can play different levels at different times of the day. Um, so a slab is, they're normally dropped by uh, Juliana or any of the other visionaries that you come across and it's kind of your reward for killing them and they give you different powers so like one of them will let you teleport uh one of them will turn it invisible one of them will like basically let you take loads of damage and apply more damage um there's another one that it, it allows you to link enemies together so if you link them and then shoot one they all die if one dies sort of thing so uh, and then there's also one that um it's kind of like a force push or force pull. You can throw enemies around, which is quite cool. So if you play Dishonored, there's not much new there. But uh, yeah, it really adds a different layer to the game. Yeah, I, I kind of... There's a little part of me that likes that about arcane games. It's like, okay, we're going to find a way to put our Dishonored powers into every game we do. 
<laughs> and, and like the moment you unlock your first slab, you're like, oh, it's Dishonored stuff. Like, uh, I, I got the jump and the jump was, well, jump, teleport, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. was the only one I used. And I used it very, like, there were times I forgot I had it mm-hmm. just because that's not how I was playing. Um, yeah. Craig, I imagine you were all like, oh, I'm going to use all the powers in my toolbox and never be seen. Herkadurkadur. Actually, Dave, I opted to not go invisible at all, just wow. for an extra bit of fun times. Um, I do, that sounds one like of, hell, to be honest. But, the <laughs> one of the funnest things, like, I like in a stealthy game, if you're playing, like, active stealth as opposed to Hitman stealth, is the rush of, okay, that guy's walking that way, so I'm going to run to that corner and I hope he doesn't spot me. If you're invisible, that takes away that wee buzz. So I, I just, I didn't do it. I did use um, the shift, you know, teleport, yeah, just because good it's good for getting in windows and getting, on getting roofs. about the place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, another thing that this brings to the table that I don't think Arcane has ever toyed with before is the multiplayer. Do you guys have uh, any experience with the multiplayer? I very quickly turned it off just because when I'm playing it for the show, I'm playing it in a way I'm not normally going to play, and so it was interrupting me a bunch. Kind of like, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, Invasions in Dark Souls. Um, yeah. But I did get handed I- my head on a silver platter many, many, many times before I shut it off. Uh, yeah, I I t- turned it off as well. More for I'd, I I want well, if I want a single player game. I wanted it to be a solo experience, like the in, invasions in Bloodborne as well. I just I never had it on. I never ever rung that bell or got anyone in because I just feel like it distracts you from the mm-hmm. single play from the. Mo- I like Juliana as an AI. Like she's a hell of a lot easier to kill than <laughs> some other human. Um, and that does add a wee bit of tension. I mostly ran away from her for a lot of it because I didn't want to cause too much chaos or, or get spotted or anything. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, didn't didn't invade anyone in the end. I kept on meaning to pop it in and invade someone, and I just didn't. I I played around with it for maybe an hour or two. Well, I actually didn't notice or I kind of forgot that it was a feature. So it wasn't until I died from a Juliana, which was probably about three quarters of the way through the game. Um, But I think that was just luck because I used to, I just bomb it about. So I would just go shut off the thing and run to the tunnel. So I don't very rarely encountered or fought her. But then um, when I knew about it, I had a little crack at trying to fight other people and i just got my ass handed to me um so so i went and played as juliana for a bit and that wasn't a good experience it took like 10 minutes to get a game on average i think i had four games yeah that sucks a bit yeah i think most people just shut it off um and every single one of the games i had was like so laggy it wasn't worth it um which was unfortunate so it could just be tonight bad internet or something but yeah i'd be surprised um, to see like the play data on how many people leave it on versus how many turn it off yeah, I mean, it's fun. Her powers are pretty cool. So she doesn't have the reprise thing. So if you die once, um, you're you're done. But you have to kill Cole three times. Or he has to die three times in the map. It doesn't have to be by your hand. Um, but she gets a power called Masquerade. So basically, you can take the the skin of a, of Cole himself or an NPC uh, and then run around like that, um, which is quite cool. So, um, yeah, and her, her gun, she starts off with a really powerful gun as well, which is ace. So... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good, cool little feature, but I don't think it adds enough to be something you'd play more than a couple of times. 
And yeah, like kind of like Dark Souls, there are there will be moments in the story where I imagine it's, it's scripted that she invades because I did notice that once or twice. Is it random in single player when she invades, or is it like, oh hey, you just killed this visionary? Uh oh, here's Juliana. I think it was random. Well, I t- yeah. I'm pretty sure it was random. Okay, because uh, I got it like every time I got invaded by her, it was always after I killed a visionary, so I didn't oh. know if it was scripted in. Oh, I see that bloody party. Getting to that party, yeah. And I was on the roof, sneaking, sneaking about, <laughs> and I was just about to kill the bloody guy, and she turns up, and I'm like, oh, for the flipper, flipper riddles. I just, I just, I, I had enough at that point. I wish she would bug it off. Okay. I actually died on the on the last level, uh, killing the guests to her. I'm not sure if it was an NPC or a person, but I was just like, "Oh God, no! Come on, this is like it's like end of the day. That's it, reset." Yeah, um, yeah it's a pain. I, d- I do like her. Oh, nope, sorry. nope. Go no, right no. ahead. Nope. <laughs> I was just, I was just going to say I do like her power of you know like impersonating other people. Yeah, yeah it lends almost like a the ship flavor. To it, it's exactly yeah. Because I like, I could see if it was better implemented, it might be quite fun going to that party as Juliana and just mooching about. Like I would take great pleasure in standing in the same place, pretending to be an NPC for an hour. Just you know, like it, it would be f- so fun. Craig, you're, you, you, you have very, very different definitions of fun than I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, other interesting things that this does that you don't see too often is uh, the way this handles firearms. Now, uh, first off, did anybody ever change the mode of their grenade? I didn't even know you could. (laughs) No. Uh, You can change the mode of your grenade into either a proximity mine or a trip mine, as well as just being a normal Uh, um, cook-and-throw grenade. Uh, I I tried to use that once or twice. It's not really that special of a thing for me. I've, I think I, this maybe takes me to one of my complaints. Sorry, this is a great time to jump in on it. Um, I think the AI in this game is terrible. Like they don't do enough to to make it interesting. Like it's yeah, they're fine to sneak around, but like even just laying mines or like it, you know, once you've been through the map a few times, you can quickly kind of suss out how characters are, or the AI is going to move around and then how to get around them. Even when you're fighting them, there's not much to them. They're not too complex. No, they're very just really run and a, fire. Kind of AI. There's there's one bit in the on the last level. If you go down the right hand side, you can like go in through like a a tunnel, uh, like a service room, and you come across like a big fox head and like loads of nails and stuff. If you sit there, you can just shoot enemies, and they'll just run at you like constantly, like down a corridor. There's no. <laughs> it's like it, you just completely break the game mechanics for it. And once I did that the first time, I did it I'm like. Ah, okay, so there's not much to this. Um, they they have a really good way of, like, making that illusion last, I think, longer than it should. But once it's clicked, you're like, okay, cool. Like, to me, they just became, kind of became, like, there's no point in engaging them unless I have to. Did I, you guys find that? or just I mean? sort of did that, like, depending on what visionary I was going for, right? Like, I, I would do that with, with Charlie. You just run in the building, kill as many people as you can, and post up by two bit. Yeah, and then just just you know, pop and stop kind of shooting until everybody's gone. Then you're like, okay, Charlie, it's your turn, kind of thing. Yeah, no, sneak in, kill Charlie, and then sneak back out again without 
killing anyone else. But, like but that's they were nice enough to put boom boom guns in this game, Craig. Uh, <laughs> it'd be rude not to use them to excess. How long does your run last, Craig? Because I, I could do that level in like under ten minutes, easy. Oh, I'm I'm like hours a mat, hours a, hours a, <laughs> at a time, and I do the thing where I'll go and I'll, I'll map out where I'm gonna go. But if I if I get to Charlie and it's not been perfect, I'm not gonna kill him. I mean, I would kill him because in this game it resets, but my general theory would be I'll just restart the level and I'll make sure I get that perfect run every single time. So it, it takes hours to do anything. It's hours on a Hitman level and hours on a Dishonored level, just hours of sitting. I don't get that. It's just totally different style of gameplay that, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I figured, okay, you know what? I'm on the final part where you have to kill all the visionaries in one day. I'm going to send Craig a video of what it's like <laughs> to play this game for real. And I, as I'm playing it, I'm like, oh, geez, I hope this isn't too long a video that I can't send it on, like, WhatsApp or whatever. And then I finally did it. It turned out to be, like, seven minutes. I'm like, oh. Oh, that was quick. Um, Now, Craig, let's call it the Hitman approach, right? Like, for lack of a better term. How does this hold up to you using the Hitman approach? Um, it's, like, fairly... fairly- <laughs> Well, sorry, like, I'm I just I'm just imagining you in a room with like loads of bits of paper like pinned on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my my problem with it. My big problem, if 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 you don't mind me bringing it up now, is you've you've got this play your own way thing. It's implemented really well, and you've got to kill visionaries and figure out how to manipulate the scenario to get them in the same place at the same time because you've only got four time zones to do it and more than four people to kill. I don't like the way the game lays it out quite so easily for you. Like, I wish there was more oh, of the trying God. to figure... Oh, Nope, nope. Trying to, trying to figure it out yourself. Like, in a Hitman level, I would stand and watch everyone till the end of time and then figure out what I was going to do and then do it. This game kind of takes away the planning part because it says, okay, they guys need to be over in that party. We need to get all of them to the party. I would have rather figured it out by myself. Yeah, th- this game I w- plays... I would have tapped out. There's no way. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have tapped out, but I'd have been furiously using Google way more than I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, playing this game is, if using the Hitman analogy, it's like you're following an assassination story as opposed to yeah. shooting from the hip. Exactly. Oh, well, maybe that's a good way. You're, you're exactly right, because in Hitman, you do, you just press options and hold it down. Like, you press the option button for three seconds and you're following a story arc. If it was optional in this, if you could say, I'm going to do it my way, or, oh, look, there's a, a note there that tells me what path to go on. Do you want to follow that path? Well, uh, while we're on this subject, I, I do have a note. Uh, and it says, this is the most linear but also confusingly open game I've ever played in my life. Am I just dumb? Uh, I found I was constantly confused about, wait, okay, so I killed them in this loop, but I have to make them move in the next loop? Oh, but what did they do in the previous? Like, I was, if it wasn't for a roadmap laid out for me, I would mm-hmm. have been lost. On the same day. On um, the same. So, uh, Craig, would you like to explain how that works? Like, uh, how a game progression in this actually works? Yeah, so you've, as Luke said, you've got four time zones and there's four locations. So there's essentially sixteen different permutations of. I think one of them's actually blocked off in the afternoon. I can't remember what. Maybe the docks in the afternoon's blocked off, but there's sixteen different time bits, 
and the visionaries all appear at set points in each of these. But over the course of a day, of course, you can only visit four. So you can only visit location A in the morning, then location B in the afternoon, then location C in the evening, and location D at night. So the whole game revolves around trying to manipulate visionaries to be in the same location at the same time. So that on your last run, when you kill every visionary, because that's what's going to break the loop, you can do it in one day. Uh, so, as I've said, like I won't, I'll keep using the same example rather than spoiling other examples. Yeah, thank you. But there is a party in the evening, and one of the visionaries is going to be there. But you, one of the other visionaries doesn't want to attend the party because they're on the brink of a fantastic breakthrough or whatever they want to do. You go over to that time zone, you fiddle with that timeline. So that that visionary then says, oh, bugger it, I'll go to the party. And all of a sudden you've got two visionaries at the party in the evening. And that's the whole game. That Like that puzzly bit of the game is doing that. There's a beautiful, well, I think a beautiful interface to lay out exactly what's happening. You've got a row for each visionary and you can... Mm-hmm. Pick and choose what one you go to to try and get to, and as soon as you've got them locked in, it crosses out. You're you're there. You're sorted. You know how to kill that visionary because you kill them once. You steal the slab, and that's confirmation that you've got that bit nailed down. And I think most importantly is if you finish off, let's say, a visionary's quest line, to where okay, I now know how to manipulate this person to get them where I want them mm-hmm. to be. The game remembers you did that on your final day. You personally don't have to remember, okay, I have to go over here and flip this switch, yeah. and I, then I yeah. have to... Like, if it was for that, I would have definitely used a guide. Like, not even going to try to fake mm-hmm. that I mm-hmm. could remember all that. Yeah, and that's... Like, I, I, I it's not... I'm not being in an arsey way or anything, but I would have taken more joy in having notes and post-it notes and one of those, you know, like, CSI things with string on a pinboard... To try and figure it out. I would love to do that. And then myself. the police would see your house, put, okay, murder this person in the morning, murder this person in the You really have to answer some hard questions there, Craig. Um, I, can, I could see the appeal of a game like that. Like, for lack of a better term, a Hitman open world game, right? Like, I, I could mm-hmm. see that. I don't think that would mesh super well with me in this game yeah. personally. Um. Because I, I do also have a, a few minor complaints that follow on this. Like, when you first start the game, it feel, I was super impressed. I'm like, oh, it's a roguelike. This is uh-huh. great. Yeah. Uh, it point, very, yeah. very quickly loses its luster. Because you do know where everything is. You do know where everybody's going to be. And then it becomes almost rote. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? execution on yeah every time you want to go kill charlie you generally kill charlie the exact same way and i don't know if i would have thought a little bit higher of it if every time you did it like let's say you did something in the morning and then killed charlie in the afternoon every time but the enemy placement would be a little bit different because people might be in different spots just to keep because you will have to kill visionaries multiple times like, I, I know I'm picking on poor Charlie, but I think I killed him like eight times just to figure out what was going on with 2-Bit. Like, I got a little lost in that quest line. But, yeah, so for me, that was a bit of a problem. Did the repetition bother you guys at all? Yeah. Um, 
yeah, there was one quest line I did, the one where the power generators, and like you've got to go back to the first bit and open a door and then go to the next one. Like I did that last, uh, and honestly, by the time I'd finished it, I'm like, oh my god! Like even though you could probably do the first bit in like five minutes, it's still like five minutes of the exact same thing, and then progress to the next part of the day, and then reset the day, and then repeat three times. Um, I think they could have done bits like that a bit more elegantly. Um, like I'm kind of glad this game was only what, 20, 20 hours long because if it had been much longer, I think I, it was getting to the point of like, you're right, cool. I feel like I've got everything out of this game, um, which is which is fine. Maybe that's that was their plan. Uh, yeah, I can't say I felt um, enough discomfort. I don't know enough to actually say okay, game, let's pick it up a little bit. Like, it was really threading yeah. that line for me of, like, okay, if I had to kill Charlie one more time, I'd, I'd start to get a little... Um, Craig, the, my question for you is, as as a stealthman... Um, stealthman. Do, <laughs> does that not get a little um, predictable if you are using stealth and everybody's always in the same spot every time? No, then then it becomes a game of getting it as quick as you can. Okay, all right. That's fair enough. <laughs> and and there's all... The, uh, I'm not joking, the amount of times... See, the first time I did that ARPG level and snuck up all of the bits to get to the top, the first time I did it, it took me hours, and then I tried to hone that and figure out, well, that guy will be there so I can jump over that stairwell and go up. And there's actually a door at the back you can go out and jump up and then, like, skip half of it that I didn't even notice. <laughs> Until the end, so then I started using that. So I, I, I like it. I like that kind of thing. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't phase me. I um, I will give them credit on they generally have that rule of if you can see it, you can go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a couple times where I was like, I wonder if I could get. Oh, I can get up that way. Like, like, boy, poor Charlie. I just keep picking on him. Like, like, <laughs> if you can platform your way over to where he runs to, you can just set off the alarm and then watch him run into it. And you can yeah. do that without getting into the ARPG yeah, part yeah. of it at all, which mm-hmm. is I thought was super impressive because I was expecting, you know, because coming from Dishonored 2, I was expecting, okay, there's going to be some invisible walls at some point. There yeah. might be, but I didn't run into any of them. I did, however, constantly fall in the water and die. Uh, yeah. I think it's a shame so, that part I like the way they're like, swimming just dies, you this guy, this dude doesn't swim, just don't, yep. don't do it. <laughs> does not even try, he just goes stiff as a board and sinks. Um, I I didn't ever find out if there was a story reason to it, or is that just a game development choice of like, nah, we're not doing swimming. <laughs> it's the same as Psychonauts. He's actually deathly afraid of the water. Oh, because of his father, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh. So then... Uh, before we start cracking into a little bit of the story stuff, uh, does anybody have anything else they want to mention mechanics-wise of like something that impressed you or maybe complaints you have? Uh, I've got no no complaints or not. I don't even know if it's impressed, but I just really like the weapon choice. There's not a lot of weapons, and each one feels unique enough that you can have a bit of fun. What like, was with a nail gun and your flavor of choice? Mm, sniper rifle, of course. <laughs> sniper rifle. Um, the big minigun type thing, the plaque plaque, the cack cack, the chop chop. The club, the, we'll call it. Whatever it's called, the that one, um, you know, if I just feel like killing people. Like, I think there's a trophy for killing everyone in a map and then getting out, and that's the kind of gun you want for that. Uh, and then the nail gun, obviously, for, you know, like silently shooting people in the head. 
And the one that I actually liked but doesn't fit my playstyle is the dual wielding pistols that click into the machine gun. Like that is so Oh, cool. that is very cool. Yeah, I'll I'll give them that. It's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, that was my loadout and I generally didn't use a I didn't shoot a lot of people a lot of the time. It was a few silent headshots here and there. And sneaking about. Okay. I, I, I really I, like the the one shot rifle. Um, ah, that, yep. I can't I can't remember the name of it, but if you put on the the quick reload and like there's one that basically puts like an instant headshot, so you can just yeah shoot shoot anything dead in like seconds. It's great. Um, I do have the trophy uh, named Clean Sweep for killing everybody in an entire map because that's just the way <laughs> Dave rolls. Um, I, I my weapons of one. choice were of course the shotgun because that's my baby. And the rifle that uh, Luke mentioned. Yeah, once you get the quick reload, that thing becomes just... You can shoot them in the big toe and they'll die. <laughs> it, is, it is quite handy. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I should explain the weapon system. So, uh, the weapon system is a little funky in this in terms of how you upgrade. So, much like a roguelike, you pick up perks, I guess would be the best way to put it. And there are uh, classifications. So, you know, it, it follows, like, World of Warcraft rarity rules of, like, white, then blue, and then purple. Uh, no greens. We don't do greens here. And if you get a good one and you're like, ooh, I want to keep this, uh, there is a, an expendable resource in this game called Residuum, I believe? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and you pick this up by, you know, for lack of a better term, absorbing things that are... Uh, acting funky in the time loop. So you'll see like little artifacts coming off of it and like, oh, okay, that's a can of soup that will give me residuum. Uh, Once you finish a loop, you can then spend that residuum to, okay, I want to keep this slab or I want to keep this specific upgrade or this specific gun. So imagine playing a roguelike, but at the end of every run, you can pick things to keep for the next run. That's basically how the weapon system works. I... There are a ton, too many to mention here, of just little perks that can happen because of these things. I really didn't monkey too much with them. Like, I didn't get too adventurous. It was just, like, quick reload, no no uh, recoil, and shoots harder because bullets can shoot harder now. Um, that was pretty much it. Did you guys really get in-depth with this weapon system at all? Nah, I think I think it is totally and utterly geared towards giving a breadth of options and finding like my take is it one option that fits you and then you don't need to fuck about with it after. I did the same as you. It wasn't those options. I can't recall what ones I picked, but I'm sure it was something silent. You know, like yeah, like runs things take run silent. You yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. So uh, yeah, find one thing and then just roll with it. Same as always. Um, Luke? Yeah, I think I'm the same. Okay. Um, I was, I mean, unless it was a purple, so it, it does that world of Warcraft, like, you know, grey, green, purple, gold. Um, unless it was a purple, I didn't even bother picking it up. And then I just ended up infusing the ones that I didn't have. And once my weapons had stuff, I wasn't interested. Uh, after a couple of runs, it was like, no. Yeah. But it, it was cool. It was more just like, right, I've got my build. This is, this is me happy. But I like the way that there wasn't it's not like a looter shooter where you get like tons of stuff and you've got to check it every time you finish, you know. Now that um, really bogged down the pace in this. I'm glad they didn't do yeah. that. I, uh, the, the only, there are also unique guns and I don't know if they're unique and tied to like one to each visionary. 
I'm not sure because I only picked up yeah, like three or yeah. okay. Are they? Uh, the only one that I, I thought, hey, this is super cool, is the gun that you can shoot while reloading because you have that second clip in there, and you uh, just yeah, feed yeah. the. It's like, oh, hey, that's a cool idea I've never really seen before. But uh, I ended up just going with stock standard guns. I didn't really use much of the unique ones because uh, on the unique ones, they'll have perks that other guns don't. But if you don't get along with those perks, eh. Alright, so we've given you a brief overview of what this game plays like. I don't think anybody here has mentioned the fact that it's a first-person shooter. Probably <laughs> should have done that. <laughs> this is not a strategy game, and it's not a life sim. This is a first-person shooter. Uh, but we're going to put up the spoiler wall here and do a brief discussion of story-related bits. We're going to try not to spoil the entire story, so there's still a little bit of discovery. But just so you know, starting now, story bits. So everybody dies. Everybody dies except for the people that don't. Okay. Multiple multiple times. All right. So, let's talk about the story, guys. Uh just brief birds eye view. Did this story do anything for you? So, quick disclaimer, I have zero fucks about this story at all. <laughs> I honestly did not give a shit after the first hour. Okay. Am I the only one? <laughs> uh I I liked I liked the idea of an island that was stuck in a time loop and you know like there was researching people going on but like everyone that was there just was reliving the same day and really unaware of things at times and stuff I liked that I liked some of the individual bits like I said like Wenji with the cloning and things like that I found that really fun was trying to kill her and mm -hmm. having to kill all her clones and things like that at times um, the only bit that fell flat for me was the whole, oh, Juliana, that, I won't say the ex explicit relationship, but the way that played out was less great. I just thought that was a wee bit like, oh. Um, so, oh, go ahead. does anyone else think that, like, so there's a rumour going around, and now I can see why, that uh, Bethesda, Xbox, are, uh, so there's a one-year exclusivity on this game, and then it'll come out on Xbox soon. And then, it, to me, it's clear there's DLC that's going to give you more story. So I wonder if that's... Because as soon as it finished, I was like, is that is that it? We're, what's happening? Did, oh, now see, uh, I, I thought just... it ended fairly clean of like, and that was the end of the story. What else do you want to know? What he had for breakfast the next morning? Like, I, to me, I think it ended fairly clean? Depending on your ending. We should say, of course, there are multiple endings to this, and... I don't know if they're split up in... Well, Craig, you might know. Are they split up into, like, good, bad, neutral? Or are they... I don't think that... I don't think it applies here. It's not like other games that have that kind of... Oh, dependent on your actions. You might be so it, it's more like how much progression you've made. Like, do you finish it at 90%, yeah. 95%, or 100% kind of thing? I think so. Yeah, well, that's my take on it. I like if it's like that, but... Um... But yeah, look, look, well, what do you think, Craig? I mean, did you feel like there's more to this story? I think there's too oh, much, no, I, but we'll get into it. I I just thought, at the end, when it finished, I thought it was kind of knitted, knitted up nicely or sewn up nicely, whatever the phrase is that involves, you know, um, creation of materials. On it like a goods. car bonnet. On it like a car bonnet. No, I, I think it was fine. I 
couldn't the the problem with DLC that I think in this game is you can't really easily inject another cat you can't inject another visionary into it or another mission or it feels like just a complete package to me. He escapes so, what, to another island. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. So that was the thing I was going to say is I really like the interactions with the other cults. Like the, I think that just shows you that he's been here for ages, and it's like every single one that's had his memory wiped seems to come out a different <laughs> different story of crazy like some of them like the, i think that to me was the most appealing bit but i i'll just say at my ending um i woke up on the beach uh juliana pointed a gun at me and then walked off and yeah, that same was here um, that was yeah, the same one like, i got oh, right okay cool um so i wasn't aware that there was multiple endings but i don't know like Maybe it's the way the story's delivered. It just didn't click. Like I, the whole thing of like having to read notes and like jumping back and forth between different timelines. It just felt a bit messy. Or I guess it's that thing of you can take it at, at the value you want to, or the level, the layer you want to. You can go right down into the nitty gritty and get right involved in the story. But I found the characters, like the the um, the other visionaries. I didn't find them a believable or be like that interesting. Like the the fact that they've been there for over seventeen years in this loop, and that they continue to do the same things just about every day. It's just like, would you do that? Would you like continue to go to the bunker with a guy that you had a fling with seventeen years ago, and they clearly hate each other now? Like it just seems well. If a bit... you don't remember, it'd be like just rewinding a tape and playing it again. I would imagine. But their like, memories carry across, though. Not for all you of them, I, mean? I didn't think. Right, okay. Yeah, because it's so not it's until just... you start futzing with it in very specific ways that they start altering behavior. Otherwise, they do the same thing every day, like a cassette recording. Um, I, I actually would argue from the opposite angle of they tried to do the Dishonored thing here. Uh, they tried to make you care about the villains and care that they got a somewhat ironic end, right? Like, um, I didn't care at any note that I found. I didn't care about the secret special government project. I, I didn't care about the rocket. I didn't care that, hey, that guy used to work for the SAS or, you know, the CIA. I, I didn't care. Um, I think arguably... They tried too much to inject world lore into a project that didn't need it. Like, if this was just, here's the premise, go. You have that twist towards the end. Okay, that's fine. But I didn't need to know why Alexis was such an idiot. Such a bam, right? Like, I I didn't Mm -hmm. need to know that. I just know that I have to kill him to get out of this loop. Okay. Easy peasy. Um... Craig as our resident yeah. arcane man. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Like like I don't think oh, this I... deserved the prey treatment where it's like, "Oh, okay, so this is this is an experiment and like actually digging into the world. I don't think this deserved that." I mean, I think Prey does it better and it's a more robust thing in Prey, but I still I read everything. I I kind of liked it. I didn't I liked I liked the whole oh, they're on an island reliving the first day and all this kind of stuff. So I did read the things and figure out why I'm killing who. Because you got to know why you're killing. To me, it played I'm American. I don't have to know. Anyway, 
so yeah, I I kind of I did like it, and I, I read a wee bit more into it and all that kind of stuff. It isn't as good as like your prey, but yeah, you I don't have like a Sokolov in this where no. it's like, oh, I know that character, I like that character. This is just, oh, hey, it's that one guy that clones himself, or that's Johnny Cash, yeah. or that they're pastiches almost of people, not characters. Um, so then, do you understand the story? That's my second question. Uh, I mean, probably as much as you. Okay. Like, from which is, you know, like, are we are we doing base, it? Are we base level? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get into it. We got this. All right. Okay, this is your secondary yours. spoiler wall. Uh, you have gone past the Kevlar and are into the lead lining. Um, after this, you will be radioactive. So, uh, be careful. All right, Craig, go. Oh, am I doing it? Are you? Do you not want to go first? You're the man that read all the notes. <laughs> I know, but I still don't know a lot about it. So, basically, right, there's an island. It's the Faroe Islands, which is somewhere up here, I think. Is the Faroe Islands around about Scotland? I thought so. Let me go. I will be a resident Googler while you keep yeah, you on Google, explaining you Google, the story. I think, I think it's Faroe <laughs> Islands. Anyway, so the, the island has this... Um, unique thing about it it's in a time deserted thing there's a great big structure and all this kind of stuff it's trapped the island in a loop so basically it's between here and someone someone founded a program to get everyone there to say you can gain immortality it's all about gaining immortality but it's only select people or only that select person that remembers things day on day. So you remember something and Juliana remembers stuff to keep the island chugging along. Your job as Colt, as security, head of security on the island was to make sure that no one gets out of line. And everyone knows there's a loop, but everyone just thinks it's day one of that loop, mm-hmm. even though they've been in day one for quite a long amount of time. Yeah, 17 uh, years so, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So just through like reading things, you eventually figure out or you think you figure out that you wanted at some point to break the loop because there were bad things happening. I don't know what the bad things are. That's the bit I don't know what drives you. But as Colt, as a person that you've forgotten and you start remembering tiny wee bits, you think, I must be doing this because I want to break the loop. So then that's what you end up trying to go and do. It's kind of, that's the vague story. There's some sort of evil conglomerate of people that want immortality. (laughs) Yeah, and like I would argue you don't need more than what you just said right there. Yeah. They take it one or two steps further. Like, I know, Craig, I know you're that guy that just gets a thrill whenever you read an email in Deus Ex. You're like, oh, oh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm not that man. I, I don't care what this person ate for breakfast. But I, I thought here it was almost actively detrimental to just enjoying the game on a breezy level. I know that makes me sound like such an idiot. I realize that. But... When it's I'm quite play- clever the way they've done it, though. You know, like, Colt's woken up. He doesn't remember why he's here. He doesn't remember why everybody wants to kill him. And he's like, you know, fuck this. I'm going to break the loop to get out of this. Like, that's a great premise for a player to start. Oh, absolutely. Wonderful premise. I mean, I guess, um, you know, maybe it's this. Maybe it's what they dug into I didn't find interesting. And they didn't dig into things, at least that I saw, like, 
proviso there that I was interested in. Like, wait, so after he breaks the loop, do you remember every subsequent loop? Like, what what does that have? Like, biologically, what effect does that have on a person? Um, like, memory-wise and mental faculty. Like, like I, I'm almost interested in the more sci-fi elements of it rather than the people character elements of it. Yeah, I, I think that's, if they're going to do a DLC, I think that's where it's going to go. It's like, what happened in the very first time he was in the, the island? Because he's been there before. Or what happened to make him lose his memory in the first place? Or why did he suddenly switch from being the protector to the to the aggravator or the one trying to break the loop? Like, that's the story that I think... I, I don't even know. I'm like, they haven't even announced anything, right? This is... It's just... Ah, uh, they probably will. Um, I'm looking at yeah. Arcane's content roadmap for DLC, and they've announced DLC. Okay. Uh, a, a skin for Colt. All right. A skin for one of the guns. Armor for your um, horse. And that's it. <laughs> okay, so I mean, I mean, this this it, it's top speculation. Yeah. Okay. Other. Well, yeah. It it it's not it's not the. So the rumor since Xbox took on Bethesda is Deathloop is coming to Xbox and the DLC is coming there first. Um, and that's been spouted on just about every podcast I listen to. Yeah, so Harley. did the Switch Pro, though. To be fair. Yeah, well, it, it might not it might not come to true, but I, I'm playing on my Switch Pro right now. Dave, Mister Nintendo, sorry. Oh. Me out. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I I I wasn't allowed to talk about my Switch Pro for another six months contractually. Um, but don't worry, it plays Animal Crossing really well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So as it sits now for all of us, there are holes in the story, not plot holes. Um, this isn't cinema sins, but there are holes in the story we would like to see them explore a little bit still. I don't know if I, and no. I hate saying this because <laughs> it is like right up there in Game of the Year, uh, awesome this territory. But I don't know if I would. I care more about the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it like looks as if they were going to do DLC. Like, remember when the Prey, uh, the Moon Crash DLC came out and that was just a completely separate yeah. Prey-esque thing. Something like that that just had something a bit different would be cool. Like, I, 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 guess, that, I guess that that's a wrong way to put it. Like, uh, what it boils down to for me is this premise is a super cool premise. I really mm-hmm. like this premise. And I'm disappointed. There, you know what it's like. It's like We Happy Few. Oddly enough, also '60s aesthetic. But like, you have a really cool premise there. But so far, you haven't grabbed me with the story within that premise at all. Other than Colt being a fabulous man to hang out with. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, well, let let's talk about uh the big. All right, this is your final warning. This is. What the game has is your big spoiler. I'm sorry, it's just that this game is still really new. And <laughs> we totally didn't it. do this for Kenna. We just kind of blasted into it. Um, Alright, so, last warning. Big spoiler. Does anybody care that Juliana was your daughter? I said it like five, ten minutes ago. I know, but I'm hoping <laughs> Craig is going to bleep that out. Alright, okay, cool. <laughs> okay. I'll I'll uh, hide the previous the previous you don't worry the last you, like, loop. loop me yeah I was gonna say 
Um, did anybody care? No. Zero. Zero fucks. <laughs> it's one trope that I just literally don't care about. I just just don't care about it. And then it's like, I uh, just... Uh. So, um, uh, nobody was surprised by the reveal. Did that factor in at all at the end? I shot her in the face in roughly 0. 0.3 seconds. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> there's three ways that can play out. Like, for the three endings, there's three ways it can play out. And I did to say... I. Did the same as you, because I had a good idea of what the good way to end it was, um, which was obviously to shoot her and then kill yourself. That's the good ending. So, oh, right. Um, I uh, I put my phone, my controller down to pick up my phone and hit the R trigger on my leg, so I didn't have a choice. But I did shoot her. I was just like, oh, that's that's a big hole in her face <laughs> that wasn't there a second ago. Red Dead Redemption Two style one. You're riding your horse and you want to tip your hat to an old lady and shoot her in the head instead. <laughs> Pardon me, ma'am. Whoops. Um, yeah, like like that. That's another thing where it was for me. It was trying to to use a phrase, it was trying to cash checks it didn't afford, right? Like, like I I don't even understand exactly why she's like that. Is she just trying to stop you, or is she also trying to spur you on to break the loop? There's, like, mixed messaging there for me. Like, sometimes it feels like she's trying to spur you on to be better, and other times where she's like, no, stop. So I don't quite get it. And then you shoot her in the face, but there she is on the beach. Mm-hmm. Like I, I guess. Oh but, God. Oh no! I was just going to say, if you shoot her in the face, you need to have killed yourself for her to be on the beach. So wait, after you pull the trigger and kablam, hole in the face. Uh, yeah. What are you supposed to do? Because I just walked off the edge. Like I, I guess yeah. this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Can that's you, you. Can you finish it without walking off the edge? Yeah. You walk. You just walk oh. back out the way you came oh, in. Oh man. Even think of that. Okay, that that would just reset the loop again though because yeah it does it just resets the loop yeah oh so then you're not actually finishing the game yeah yeah um, okay so you can you do that and it resets the loop that's the worst way to do it what you can also for, like not shoot her which is an option and no, then you you and her agree to just stay on the island hunting people for fun which sounds a bit it's an odd ending um, or you can do it right and end the loop. Okay, so what I gather from the ending I got was you shot her in the face, blam, hole in the face. You walk off the edge, yell Geronimo, splat on the ground. And the time thing then resets to the beginning of the first day with that being the act, kind of like Groundhog Day of like, okay, you're now back in continuity. But everybody you killed is still alive. Well, but it does that Inception thing of where she she jitters out like she's been killed in the loop. So it's not it's not right. Is she actually alive or is she dead? Okay. All right. Is it a time ghost? A zeitgeist? Whatever. Exactly. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm a little squiffy on the ending, but I'm not gonna lie. I didn't care. But that, I think that's the whole point. I think I think if they do do extra story, it's gonna be on the mum dad daughter relationship because she basically said her dad's a terrible person and since her mom's died there's been nobody there for her or <laughs> you cannot play the, the phantom dlc and just shoot your daughter in the face the way god intended <laughs> things to end um yeah i don't know like like 
this is a little bit further on in the conversation, but would you guys even be interested in a sequel? I'm going to say if that's all final thoughts. Okay. All right. right. That's fair enough. Um, do, I, do I then have to save my response to final thoughts? I, well, I yeah, we, 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 we can push it on until final thoughts. I mean, we're, we're getting there anyway. Like, like here's the problem. Like, I, I, I don't have much to talk about the story because the story was very just background white. It was flavor text, right? Like, it wasn't yeah. big for yeah. me. Right. That's my... In fact, I won't do final thoughts. I'll just do it now, right? I don't think... I think this game's fine, but I played... It's the same with Persona 4 or 5. Like, I had a great time with Persona 5. Sorry, Persona 4. Went to Persona 5 and just found there wasn't enough difference there to think this is exceptional. I think this is very similar. Like, yes, it looks a lot better than... Um, than oh, what's the game called? Uh, uh, no One Lives Forever. Uh, we Happy no. Few. No, their, their first game. Um, Dishonored? Dishonored. It looks oh. it looks a lot better than Dishonored, but mechanically underneath it is basically the same game with a time loop system on it. Like, and once I figured that out, I just kind of lost all momentum or like, and that's nothing to do with Deathloop. It's just I played Dishonored to death, um. So I have no intention of playing. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've no intention of playing more of this game and or more of any like DLC or a second one until they kind of swing things up enough to make it interesting. Like maybe that's just me, but well, they've, they've said for like they've now pledged that every arcane arcane game going <laughs> forward, arcade, arcade. Oh my god, every arcade, every arcane game. How's that so difficult going forward? Stroke well, will be different. It'll be mechanically, thematically, every, they're going to try and do a just a brand new type of game every time. So the next one is that open world shooting vampires and where you have a shift, a havoc. You can you can pick I mean, up mine. I wouldn't have mind that. But <laughs> yeah, I'm a little torn on that. Like I kind of want their signature to be, and mm-hmm. here's the arcane powers. Like I mm-hmm. like that. That's kind of cool. Um. Right. So right. if they were to if they were to take you into their office, right, and then be like, "Hey guys, look at this game we've made. Um, they show you Dishonored," and then they take you over to Deathloop and they just press a button like the Halo Master Chief, and it changes from the old graphics to the new, and it's just Deathloop. <laughs> Would that surprise you? Because that's kind of what I felt like I, it was. I think Death Deathloop's got a bit more to it, and the kind of like trappings of it, and the whole murder scenarios, and the guns. Does it and though? things? But I, I mean, I, the guns, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I, I'll, I'll kind of agree with Craig on this, even though he's wrong. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> you're always wrong, Craig. The, like, the trajectory Arcane is on. Like, like you have a fair point, Luke. Like, their games follow a very similar track. But you couldn't have done Deathloop when they did Dishonored. You couldn't have done Prey when they did Dishonored. Like, like it's a very linear stairway that they're climbing. Oh, totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think Deathloop is probably the best refinement of, let's call it, the arcane formula. Like, I, I mean, because even in Dishonored 1, they wanted you to believe in that illusion of play it your way, even though it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then Dishonored 2, they got a little closer, and then Prey, they got really close, and now this, they've actually done it. I was thinking about this, and there's a few ways I think they could have made it, like, better is a do something with the ai because it feels really dated or 
increase the difficulty somehow like let me pick to make it more challenging because once you've figured out the ai can just be ran past and you can teleport or do whatever it kind of just becomes like a fun physics game of like manipulating the world with the powers which is kind of what arcane's thing is you know like as you say that's yeah that, like but once you've had enough of that what is there to do uh yeah i mean don't get me wrong this game's great if you've never played one an arcane game you should 100 percent play this game over any of their previous ones but for me i think they dramatically need to change things for me to be interested in the next one which All sounds right. like they're up to that sounds good uh who sh- let's see we should probably finish up with craig because because this is his baby uh you you want you have any you want to just tack on to that luke for like your final thoughts yeah sure i mean like yeah as i say like i love the look and feel of it i think they've done a, a cracking job of like bringing in a time loop thing which i don't think they fully taken in or they've not explored where that could go like i'd be interested to see where that goes um and for anyone that hasn't played a game like this they definitely should but as i say if you've played dishonored or dishonored 2 i don't think there's gonna be in fact i'm not gonna say that no it's a good game play it i just it didn't live up to the hype which i think is the thing like you know it's getting 10 out of 10s places i totally don't agree with that but i enjoyed my time with it i'm glad it was only 20 hours all right. Well, I go. No, no. I, we said we'll finish up with you because, you like, like this is one of your favorite games, man. So we'll, we'll give you the platform. Talk about it. How do you? How do you know? I haven't had my final thoughts yet. Because I know you. Okay. I know you. Yeah. That's like us All doing right. Hitman, can, and then honestly wondering from here. <laughs> what's Craig gonna think of Hitman Three? Well, duh. Um. Okay. So on the arcane parabola we got going on here. Uh, this is by far the game I would recommend to people if they've never played an arcane game. Um, unless they're super sci-fi heads, and then I'd go Prey. But you have to have provisos with Prey, um, which sounds like a great 90s grunge band name. But uh, this is the one I can unequivocally say, no, this is this is just a fun game. Um, the shooting plays incredibly well when compared to everything that came before it. Uh, even the world design. We didn't talk too much about the design of the place. Uh, some of it looks like really cool sets from The Prisoner, and other ones look like, sorry, excuse me, uh, just random bits of snow and a giant satellite dish. But, you know, I thought the world design was good. It didn't go too um, in-depth like Dishonored tends to, where, okay, let me search through all these stupid drawers and get an apple. Uh, there wasn't any of that fluff in there. This was very to the point. Uh, I think the gameplay progression also works really well with that roadmap they have laid out. Uh, sure, people like Craig would have not liked that roadmap, but, you know, they're weird. If I was in the Arcane Studios, like like you said, Luke, uh, first off, I would ask, how close are you guys to Capcom? And then second of all, can I just have, like, a Deathloop jacket and I'll get out of here? I, what about the gloves, I'm not a- though? <laughs> I oh yeah. Well, actually, can I have a standee of Colt? I'd really like that. Uh, I I don't have a lot of love for Arcane. I don't have a lot of hate for them either. But this, at least, I'm walking away with some goodwill because of how good it was. Would this win my FPS of the year this year? Eh, I don't plan on playing too many FPSs, so I might be able to say that right now. I'm not sure. 
but this wasn't dull like a lot of first person shooters are and it respected some of my choices um i didn't <laughs> find a nuclear bomb so it didn't respect all of my choices but some of them so yeah i i wouldn't give this a 10 out of 10 but this is this is an 8 out of 10 this is a 9 out of 10 for me like this was just fun to play all right craig That's cool. I honestly thought you were going to hate this, Dave. I just, I did too. Like, I'm not going to lie. I went into it going, oh, it's going to be me versus Craig again. Uh, it wasn't, surprisingly. See, I went into this thinking this is like, oh, this is going to be my game of the year. And it, <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, I, I hated it. I'm going to be honest right now. Uh, I knew that's what you... No, I I like I can kind of see your your points and not and uh, Craig's sitting on the fence again kind of way because it it doesn't suit everyone's playstyle. But for me, the, oh, yeah. the stuff about the story could just I just don't care. But I'm not a story driven person when it comes to this kind of game. It's very like for me, you know, when you're talking about oh when you've killed Charlie, poor Charlie that we keep on picking on once and twice it then becomes a game of choreographing the perfect run to get him. And, you know, like, all of that. I just love that. I've said before... You should record if, some no, gameplay, man. I'd love to see it. Oh, it, well, it's... I was going to say, if you want to see something awesome, it's that Stealth Gamer BR on YouTube does, like, 10-minute runs where he'll annihilate everyone in a Dishonored map. And it'll be like, he'll lop the head off of someone. Oh, yeah, and you sent me with it before. Do you oh, not catch his head and stuff? Yeah, exactly. It's just that kind of stuff. That's where it is for me. So this, I don't care about the story. And I think Dave's right. This is the best play-it-your-own-way, arcane type game that's that's ever been. I would recommend playing this over Dishonored. And again, the same as Dave. If you really like sci-fi, Prey is good. Um, you burped this, in the same spot, too. Is there something about that sentence? Luke. <laughs> See if you can say that sentence without burping. What, what sentence? Sorry, say it again. I would recommend Prey if you're more of a sci-fi head. Because I, I said it and I burped. I do feel it coming. Oh, oh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Anyway, so to cut a long story short, I am an arcane boy. I, you know, I've got an arcane book. I watched all the no-clip arcane stuff that came out you know they did a documentary on the making of prey and it was amazing they went to visit them they spoke to the team about what they were up to i just buy into that as much as i buy into the hitman io type thing and i just i follow them to you know off a cliff if need be lemming style so i look forward to the next game i will be day oneing and mainlining the thing and i just a death loop to me is ten out of ten perfect for me. It just fits. It just clicked into the way I play so easily. And the 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 things that I can fault it for are things like, oh well, they made it too clear of what you're supposed to do. Like I'm complaining that they made it easy to do or follow, <laughs> which isn't really a valid complaint. So I I just I'm I'm absolutely in love with the game. Totally in love with it. I am very glad you enjoyed it, man. Uh, it was it was a pleasure because like like whenever we play a game that's like oh this is a loot game oh this is a Dave game or this is a Craig game it feels like you're analyzing the person 
yeah, when you're playing oh, totally, it. Totally. So like like it's a lot of fun to go, okay, I know this is this is the craigest of Craig games that'll ever be. Oh, so this is what Craig is like. Like it is fun to do games that one of us is super passionate about, as long as they're not stranglehold. Um but uh, yeah, so if you would like to get a hold of us and have us take a look at uh, maybe one of your favorite games, you can do so at thebiteffect.com. Uh, or if you are more of the retro persuasion, you can do that at nomoresages.com. Uh, either way, uh, you can hit us up and let us know about anything we've ever talked about, except for all the things we cut, because you'll never know. Uh, next up, we have Craig's favorite game, um, <laughs> Stranglehold. <laughs> Uh, take take none of the hesitancy and the laughing from Craig as a sign at all of the quality of Stranglehold. But, uh, Craig, when is this coming out? Um, I actually don't have no idea. Is it coming out in February? Is this February? If this, if this is February, then it's coming out at the end of February or the beginning of March or something. All right. so, in a couple of weeks or a um, week and a bit. I, before we go, I would like to wish everyone a happy Elden Ring. A happy horizon and a happy Dynasty Warriors Nine Empires. Um, there's a reason why we did things like Stranglehold and uh, the games we're doing afterwards. It's because oh boy, did the release calendar explode! So uh, there are will be slightly shorter episodes, but uh, later on in the year we'll get back to kind of bigger games. Uh, the one last thing I would also like to say is instead of wasting your time watching no clip documentaries on arcane you could watch the splatterhouse documentary that digital foundry put out recently and is just chock full of good things unlike arcane i, I don't think there's two things you could say that are, could go even worse digital <laughs> foundry and splatterhouse it's like <laughs> that's like sugar and salt in the same same speed <laughs> well you know what some of us like sugary salt uh because we're american and we're obese all right. So, uh, thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time on Stranglehold. Gentlemen, say goodnight backwards, because we're in a loop. Good night backwards. Well, you guys would have been a hoot on the playground, let me tell you what. Uh, I don't know how to say it backwards either, so, uh, Craig, rewind this audio when you go to edit it. Oh, that's, that would have been smart. <laughs> yeah. Good night. <laughs> Alright. We will catch you next time on Stranglehold. Hold all of your doves and your machine guns. <laughs> <laughs>